heart, soul, mind, and strength. These are the four dimensions of human health. This is where growth happens, and it's addicting. Welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. Well, welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. My name is Kent Del Husay. I'm one of the hosts. The other guy is named Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi. He's here, everybody. <laughs> yep. So we, um, we're back and we're looking forward to talking about a relevant subject, especially given the fact that we are dealing with this corona, COVID crisis. So we're going to call this the one of the corona sessions. Yes. All right. Does that sound Growth good, Junkies, Ben? Junkies, Corona Sessions. <laughs> One of our Corona Sessions. So we are experimenting with new ways to record these episodes, and we hope that we're coming through loud and clear to you. Uh, but we're excited to talk about things relevant to the situation we all find ourselves in. And we find ourselves in a place right now um, where we're all kind of uh, secluded and holed up and laid up, you know, in our homes and waiting for things to open up again and anxious to get back to living. And so we're trying to make right. most of these times. Um, and so we are experiencing a whole lot of what we call negative reality, right, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, this has transpired in, in many ways we could not have predicted. Right. And I think going on much longer than anyone's expected with, with no, no clear path to the end. Like one of the things that my wife and I have been discussing a lot recently has been like our kids' school and when will on-campus school resume and can we even know if it's going to resume for the next school year? And we can't actually know that stuff right now. It's a very unprecedented, weird time that people are experiencing. And, and I mean, we're not even, I didn't even touch on job loss or the shrinking of the economy or any of the things that are happening, but it is it's a very difficult time for a lot of people. Yeah, I think a lot of people struggle because of the uncertainty. A part of it is just not knowing, you know, how long is this going to go and how bad yeah. is it going to get? And so um, it is difficult and we need to acknowledge that. This is really hard on a lot of people. Other folks, not as hard, but some folks are really struggling. Yeah. I think I saw like 30 something million um, filings for unemployment. Is that what it's up to now? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like really insane. And so wow. lots and lots of people out of work filing for unemployment, or at least trying to file for unemployment. And so this is a tough time. People are, you know, hoping to stay in their homes and hoping to have jobs to go back to. And so we want to acknowledge all that and sort of talk about that. And not just those things, but all the negative reality that's ever present in our lives, because this world is messed up. And it's complex and it's hard and we all go through a lot of hard stuff. In fact, nobody, I don't know anybody who has had just a walk in the park experience in life. Everybody right. goes through something. So the biggest issue is making sense of it all. Like how do we make sense of the negative reality? And so you've heard us use that term negative reality. If you've listened to this podcast and you've tuned into the growth junkies, we talk about negative reality, but we've never dedicated an entire episode to it. So that's what we're going to do here today. And I want to sort of frame what we're going to talk about here with appealing to sort of a common experience for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's a range of emotions that we feel and some of them are, are positive, what we call positive emotions like happiness and joy. And then there's negative, what we call negative emotions. And that would be like sadness and anger and anxiety. And the funny thing about it is that when we're growing up, um, 
people, including our own families, are real receptive to the positive emotions. Like they want the kid to be happy. And so as long as you're smiling and you're happy and you're fun and everything's good, <laughs> you're welcome to be in the room, right? You're welcome to hang out with the family and, and, and don't be a Debbie Downer, right? Right. That's right, man. You know, to turn that frown upside down, right? <laughs> so the moment you start pouting and the moment you, you get upset, you get angry, you get sad. I would say like, if I were to ask you to raise your hand, growth junkies, you know, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, <laughs> you got sad, mad, anxious, frustrated as a little kid. What did your parents probably do with you? They probably said, they probably said, go to your room, change your attitude and come out when it's better. Am and I right? Fix it yourself. You know, ch change that frown. Know what I mean? You're, you're a Debbie Downer. You know, you're bringing this whole thing down. You got a bad attitude. In other words, what we're saying is your anxiety, your sadness, your frustration, your anger is not acceptable. So go to your room and come out when you're happy again. So listen, we, we take that in and, and we live that even going into adulthood. That's kind of our experience as adults is we sort of bury those negative emotions. Notice I didn't say bad emotions. Yeah. They're not bad. Right. They're called negative emotions because they're part of a spectrum of, of experiences that we have. Mm. They're part of what are called the affective order, you know, of our lives, the affective or emotional, the feelings part of our lives. Yeah. So some of them are welcome and other ones are not welcome. And so we are trained, you know, we're uncultured by our experience and our upbringing oftentimes that some emotions are acceptable and other ones are not. Yeah. So the negative emotions, the ones that we bury, we learn to kind of hide and we learn to sort of put away. I keep thinking of this scene in Dumb and Dumber, that old <laughs> classic movie where, um, you know, uh, oh boy. He's, he's, yeah, Lloyd is really upset, you know, and, and he's sad and he's crying about his life. And then <laughs> is it Harry? Is that his, What's his friend's name? Uh, Harry and Lloyd? I think so. Okay. I, th I think it's Harry. I, I don't, don't quote me. But and if we don't get this right, the other growth junkies are going to let us have it. Well, then let us know. We're always open to correction <laughs> here. Part of being a growth junkie is being receptive to correction. So if, <laughs> exactly. If it's Harry, and I think it's Harry, he, he grabs Lloyd and he says, let it all out, buddy. Come on, just let it all out. He holds him <laughs> for like what? Maybe three seconds. Then he says, okay, that's enough. Stop. <laughs> that's enough letting it out. Like we can't take so much drama. It's to save your drama for your mama, right? <laughs> and that is indicative of us. We're like, okay, you know, fine, but that's enough. Take that stuff and hide it. And so we hide that stuff. And so... We're supposed to, you know, avoid the drama and help other people avoid theirs. And we live in this world in which these negative emotions are not allowed to be present. I know that in my own experience, that was my life. I learned to not feel those emotions. And if I did feel them, I learned not to admit them. I learned to bury them, which never ends up well, does it, Ben? It doesn't. And I, I you're highlighting, and even in a humorous way, something that ends up happening where we're not actually taught, use the word training earlier, we're not actually taught how to carry negative emotion mm -hmm. or negative reality, like with positive reality, which is really what this session's about, is how do, you, how do you carry both at the same time in a healthy way because they're both happening to you in life? And I would say my experience with negative emotions and realities was maybe a little different than yours. I certainly had that experience that was hey, go to your room, come back when you're all better. That, that happened. But I also saw a lot of explosion. 
a lot of negative emotion that like people took the liberty to display it in front of you and you kind of had to let them do it. Mm-hmm. Right. It was offensive if you, if to them, if you didn't allow for it, it's like, don't offend me by telling me that I can't just let you have it right now. in in a way that is probably totally inappropriate and, and volatile and even emotionally or verbally abusive. Right. So these things that happen and there's different ways that it shows up, but, but ultimately what ends up happening is we don't learn how to carry it in a healthy way and think rightly about it as we move through life. And, and it gets even worse. The, The messages that we get from culture and from media when they're layered on top of this, right? If you're, you're, it's, you're supposed to be happy and fun all the time. You're not supposed to have negative reality or negative emotions. And, and uh, I, I know I've said this before on previous podcasts that even today it's bordering on, like if you're having a difficult time and you're struggling, you're probably mentally ill. And that is not a great message to send to people. Because when we boil it down, it comes down to learning how to think rightly about life. How do we think about life in a healthy way? And that's got to include both our positive and our negative experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think you're right about that, that we have to be taught how to do this. And we're not taught when we're basically told to bury those things. Yeah, and not it's challenging when we, when we look to the people who we, we trust to mm-hmm. teach it to us, mm-hmm. right? And they either don't know how to do it themselves or they give you a model that's insufficient. That's, that's right. Weird. Yeah. So you learn by contrast. You see, well, that's how those emotions were expressed. And I'm not comfortable with that. So I'm not going to let myself feel those things. So you're right. We live in kind of this rock in a hard place, proverbially, where on one hand, culture doesn't allow us to feel those things. It doesn't value those sorts of negative emotions and wants us to hide them or bury them and not dump them on them. Um, And then also we don't learn how to cope with those things. And so here's the reality. We live in a world that is full of negative reality. Reality is the way things are. (laughs) It's the way things are. And character, we've talked about character. Character is really is the capacity, you know, the ability to meet the demands of reality. Right. It's about resilience. And we cannot meet the demands of reality placed upon us. In other words, we can't have a fully developed character unless we learn to be resilient, sort of like that tree blowing in the wind. The tree doesn't get strong unless it moves with the wind as it grows. We have to be able to to brave those winds, those challenges, those storms that come to us. And the only way to do that is to feel those storms and respond to them appropriately. So the world is full of negative reality. There's only two kinds of reality. There's positive and negative. You know, it's like you divide them into two categories. There's either positive things that happen to us or there's negative things that happen to us. Yeah. And so every day we go through this process of, of processing the positive things. We spend a lot of time, to, you know, processing the positive. It's very easy to process the positive. Well, and it's really the thing we chase too, right? Like that's, yeah. that's the thing we go after. And negative reality just in, is constantly interrupting mm-hmm. our pursuit of happiness or fulfillment or whatever it is, this mm-hmm. positive thing that life is supposed to only have. And, and if we go back to like talking about how we're not trained to carry the negative reality, I just think about using your tree illustration that you just gave and the winds coming against it mm-hmm. in our current time, mm-hmm. the pressures and things people are feeling like, I mean, how many people really set out to homeschool their kids if they have children? I mean, there's so many things people are experiencing that we're just unprepared to handle. Being stuck in a home, your kids can't go play. 
Mm-hmm. And so they're told, and then the frustrations and tensions, and then being stuck in the home or stuck by yourself. I mean, there's just all these things. If we dig and dig and dig the layers to it, it the wind is just increasing in speed for people's lives mm-hmm. and pressure coming against them. And do they have the necessary character to meet the demands of this reality? Yeah. And, and the answer is a lot. Well, and the answer is no. I mean, the reality is we're seeing, you know, it's been said that you find out what people are made of when they get bumped and you see what spills out of them, <laughs> you know? So in this case, the wind blows, you spill out and what comes out is ugly. You know, what comes out. And in fact, yeah. well, junkies, you, maybe you have that experience where your response to the pressures around you, the negative reality around you has shown you things about yourself. Mm. Sort of like, wow, I didn't think I'd be so freaked out. I didn't think I'd be so insecure. I didn't think I'd be feeling so much anger and frustration. I've seen all kinds of, negative emotions coming out of people, even out of myself in this process. Mm. I'm learning a lot about myself. And so what an awesome and perfect opportunity to raise this conversation and to offer people, growth junkies, um, some sort of um, method or means to cope with the negative reality around them, to process the negative things that are happening. And so we want to do that. And I want to, if I can, go through um, just three steps that I, I've been working on, um, and, and Ben, I want you to weigh in on these. Yeah, great. Three steps to, to do what we call, and the term is integrating, to integrate negative reality. It's easy to integrate positive reality because it feels good. But how <laughs> do you integrate things that don't feel good? Integration, of course, is like what it sounds, is to take in and to absorb, you know? And how do you absorb even, you know, maybe negative information and negative experiences? Sounds like you're talking about eating vegetables or taking your vitamins. Pretty much. Which I'm not yeah. great at anyway. It's, um, I, <laughs> I've had to force myself to take those things because they don't taste good, but you know what? We need them. Right. So here's the thing. You and I and all of our Growth Junkie listeners need to process negative reality. You can't escape it. It's always going to be there. And right. you can't control it, but you can control how you respond to it. And so we want to give you three tools, three steps, if you will, to control and cope with negative reality. And so here they are. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. Uh, okay. First step to cope with negative reality is to do what we call normalize. Normalizing. We've kind of been doing that here. That's kind of where we've been starting. Uh, to normalize something is to make it, well, you know, normal, where it's something that's acceptable. It's okay. And not only okay, it's good. So here's what we need to do is to take what you've been perhaps raised to think is bad and make it good. Mm-hmm. So then so-called negative emotions, let's reframe those. Sadness, anger, anxiety, frustration, and all the rest. Fear. Fear. Those are negative, but they're not bad. And I would even go so far as to say, and this is where the reframing takes place, they are good, mm-hmm. just as good as the others. Do they feel good? No, right, not at all, but they are good. There's an intrinsic value in those experiences. In fact, we learn a lot through those experiences. We grow a lot through those experiences. And I would even say to our listeners, you know, think back on your life. When have you tended to grow the most? Was <laughs> it when things were easy and smooth or when you were being tested? and tried chances are for all of us we've grown the most when we've struggled like a tree in the wind a tree will not grow if you put a tree in a you know in a a room and it doesn't get wind 
it will never become strong. Mm-hmm. You have to experience those things to be better. So you have to reframe. First thing is to reframe what you conceive as, you know, bad as good. So here's the thing that you need to know, you know, Ben and I are come from a theological perspective and experience. We are followers of Jesus. And so we believe in the Bible and what it says and what it says about God. And what it says about God is that God made us in his image and he gave us his emotion. So here's the thing. God gets angry. God (laughs) gets sad. Yeah. God, you know, experiences the range of emotions that we experience and God's perfect. And so without sin. And so obviously it can't be bad. Yeah. Those emotions cannot be sinful. They cannot be unholy. They get there. In fact, they're good. They come from God because God is good. So he shared those emotions with us. Well, then they're, they're equally good for us too. We need to feel those emotions and experience those emotions and reframe them. Or as I said, normalize them. Yeah, and one of the one of the challenging things for I think a lot of people is to figure out why do we why do we have emotions and and what are they designed to do and and how do they function in life? Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty easy to take something that doesn't feel good and try to eliminate it. Mm-hmm. But if you know what it's designed to do and how it's designed to function, then it's much easier to to utilize it or to engage with it. And that's what I think emotions, we have to understand they're signals, right? They're giving us, they're alerting us to things. Mm-hmm. I, I told this story a while back on one of our previous uh, podcasts about my son coming into the garage while I was working one time and asking me the question of like, well, dad, why do we have emotions? And the answer I gave him was pretty quick. And I was like, wow, well, that was pretty good, actually. <laughs> but our emotions help us to experience life mm-hmm. and they bring color to life. And some of that is really great feeling things. And, and, and other times it's very different than that. Mm-hmm. But to understand those, the range, like you're talking about of emotions and, and how they function um, helps us to normalize. Mm-hmm. Right. To be able to go like, it's okay that I'm feeling anxious. Mm -hmm. Like that's not actually a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And to learn how to begin to process that anxiety in a helpful way. Right. Yeah. Normalization is uh, external and internal. Mm -hmm. It's not just externally normalizing it for others and saying, Hey, those emotions are good for you. It's It's great. You feel that way. You know, it's just not me. You know, that's wrong. That's not normalization. Normalization is also internal to where you acknowledge and affirm that these emotions are good for you and me. We all experience them. I, I need to feel these emotions and it's totally okay. In fact, it's good that I'm angry. It's good that I get angry. I'm alive. It's good that I get sad. You know, it's good that I feel anxiety. Like those are, those are normal, good things to experience. And if I deny myself those experiences, I will not grow. Yeah. I will not really develop. I will not be more resilient. My character won't fill out. Right. So, so normalize is the first step. It's critically important. And then I would say the second step is to neutralize. Mm. Neutralize. What is to neutralize? To neutralize is a sort of render powerless, mm. right? Like, a, like if a hero is going to neutralize a villain, you know, he's going to hold the villain down or, you know, put the villain in jail. You're going to stop the villain from doing what the villain does. So in this case, you know, the villain, the negative emotion, you know, is sadness or anger or whatever, a grief. Like, what do you do with those things? And there's a term that um, they use in the counseling world, and it's called valence. Hmm. Emotional valence. And valence means basically to neutralize. You neutralize your emotions 
or your experiences through practicing balance. And there's positive balance and there's negative balance. And positive balance is by categorizing things you see either into the category of what is positive and good, you know, helpful mm. and easy, what brings joy. Yeah. And then negative balance is putting things into the quote badness category and acknowledging that they're scary, you know, and they're hard. And so there's, it's been said that you, you neutralize or bring balance to something when you bring it into the light, mm. you know, and you call it what it is, you name it. So it's not just normalizing the emotion. It's allowing yourself to feel it and to tell yourself, you know what? I'm experiencing anxiety and it's not so horrible. Yeah. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. I mean, I, I went through this experience and you know what? Looking back on it, I learned a lot. It was hard, but man, I'm a better person because of it. Yeah. That's balance. Balance is the ability to bring perspective to something and realize it's not as scary as I made it out to be. A lot of this is about putting yourself in position to process the negative things that happen to you by looking at them through a, a different lens and saying, you know what? It's not so scary. And by putting myself through it and looking back on it and meditating it, I realize it's not so bad and actually it was somewhat good for me. Well, and one of the things that comes to mind is you're talking about the neutralization of, of emotions or negative reality, uh, combination of both of those things, um, was a client I was with recently and talking about emotion and how sometimes we feel like we're at the mercy of our emotions. Mm -hmm. When you were talking about that, the image that came to my mind is taking a car and putting it in neutral. Mm. right? It's not in gear going forward or backward, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's stagnant and you're able to look at it in a state and a position of just where it is, right. where I think a lot of times when emotions enter our lives, we feel at the mercy of them and like we're controlled by them. We don't actually know how to move them to a place of neutral mm -hmm. and, and be able to deal with them and look at them in that place and go, okay, what do I want to do with this? That's a great analogy. I right? love that. Just put it out here. You know what I mean? Let's, yeah. let's put that right here and let's talk about that. What if you could do that yourself? So take it and put it out in front of you and say, okay, this is anxiety. This is anger. This is sadness. And in the neutral position, you're able to look at it sort of objectively and call it what it is and talk about it. Put it out in the open. And, and that, that like, it takes it from the darkness and puts it in the light and it's just not so scary and intimidating anymore. Yeah, I may need to take this and process it with somebody I might need to ask some questions about it, mm -hmm. but I, I know there's a lot of people, especially people who are wired more emotional and sensitive like I am. Mm -hmm. I almost always come out of the gate feeling controlled by the emotion that's signaling, mm -hmm. right? It, it, has this, it has this hold on me and I, I feel powerless to push back against it. Mm -hmm. Well, I've had to learn the skill of, of taking it out of that place, being in reverse and going, no, we're not going to do that. Let's put it in neutral for a minute and ask some questions about this. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people, Ben, um, and I, I can relate to this, um, negative experiences are triggers, mm. you know, and almost like we're, we're so protective and, and we're looking out and, and, and we see something happen or experience something and we immediately close down, you yeah. know, or put the wall up, you know, yeah. or we shut people out or we get angry. And so what we're asking to do is neutralizing something is to not react that way. Right. Just because it's always happened that way and it's always been that way in your life doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. And sure. so the next time you run into that negative experience, neutralizing is the ability to say, you know what? Okay, that was a negative thing. It's not good. That hurts. Normally that would trigger me and make me do this. But this time I'm going to neutralize it by bringing it into the light and saying, this is how I'm going to handle it. 
this is what's going on in my life. Here's what I want to do differently this time. So it's so powerful. And sometimes you need to do this with other people. Neutralization <laughs> is always something you do by yourself. Right. You need to get some perspective from somebody else and say, hey, this happened. Sure. I kind of need perspective on this. Is this normal? You know, and, and what do I do? What's your counsel? And process it out in the open with somebody else you trust. Yeah. So neutralizing is often done in groups. You know? Well, and what, that, what happens when we do that is we start to realize that other people's experience is very similar to our own. Mm-hmm. We don't get stuck in the rut of going, I'm the only one who's ever experienced life the way I'm experiencing it and no one else can relate. That's, That's huge. a very horrible place to be. Oh, identification is huge. And just yeah. realizing other people have an opportunity then to weigh in and say, I can relate. Yeah. I can identify. And I'll tell you what, for me, when I hear that from somebody, I feel validated. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, good. I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one. And so bringing it out into the open and neutralizing it is, is even stronger when you do it in the context of relationships. Yeah. Right. So you and I can relate to that. We've done a lot of that, you and me, you know, right. <laughs> and so it's so good again, to bring what is in the dark into the light and neutralize it. So first step is to normalize it. Second step is to neutralize it. And then finally, this is a word we've used even in this podcast and many times over is the word metabolize, metabolize it. And metabolization is interesting. Um, it's sort of like when you, you eat food, you know, hopefully good, healthy food, not always the case for me, but you eat food and your body, I don't want to be crude about this, but your body absorbs the good nutrients, you know, and by good doesn't mean the things that always taste good, you know, or feel good going down. <laughs> yeah. But the nutritious content of what you're eating gets absorbed into your body and what gets expelled there's always a leftover, you know, I'm not going to, you know, we don't draw pictures here, but <laughs> what your body doesn't use, which is a small part is expelled. So here's the thing. Your body absorbs nutritious content, nutritious things from the food that you eat. And nutrition comes from food that tastes good and food that doesn't taste good, but it's still nutrition nonetheless. What about the stuff that gets stored, which I, I have, <laughs> I have stuff that I've been storing over a long period well, of time. Here's the thing. Your body stores that stuff for future use. <laughs> Does that mean I'm not supposed to eat? Well, I see it as like, you know, when we hibernate, we're going to need that fat. Right? <laughs> okay. I guess. <laughs> and, and we're kind of coming out of winter and I've been hibernating. So as long as we lose it by summer, we're okay. Right. Ben? I guess. Beach body. <laughs> the point though, is that, you know, food, we need food and we have to metabolize. If we couldn't metabolize it. We would die. And metabolization is the processing of, of the, the so-called positive or negative, the, the, the tasty, the non-tasty stuff. And so when it comes to our experiences, positive and negative, we have to take from them what is useful, yeah. what is, quote, nutritious, and expel what is, what is not. Here's the thing about negative experiences. There's oftentimes parts of them that you don't need, that have no nutritious value. They're just bad. Mm. That stuff you got to let go of. And we do that through things like forgiveness. Mm. Sometimes you just got to give grace and forgive and let go. Mm-hmm. So you've got to let go of that stuff. It's not nutritious. It's not helpful. And you got to get rid of it. But it doesn't mean there's nothing of value to be taken and absorbed from this. Yeah. And I would go so far as to say that there's not an experience I'm aware of. There might be exceptions, but I don't, I don't know. There's not a negative experience that can happen to you and me in which there is nothing nutritious to take from it. Right. No lesson to be learned, no value to be gained. And I, like I had written this down in my Four Dimensions of Human Health book. Obviously, we've talked a lot about this. 
on the podcast, right? Um, is it possible to come to a place and begin to view negative reality and how we interact with negative reality, reality as a luxury, mm-hmm. right? Because of what it's going to produce ultimately, like think about a diamond and a diamond gets produced from pressure being placed upon it over a long period of time. And then this beautiful thing with all these facets comes out that mm-hmm. is cherished and valued by a lot of people. Is it possible for us to get to a place in life where we are able to approach negative reality and our experience with those kinds of emotions in that way, mm. right? Knowing that this doesn't last forever, but there's something valuable to find here. And I've, I feel like in my life that I've, I've started to approach that place and have with many experiences that I've had or, or the, just simply the way I interact with my, my negative emotions mm. now compared to before, you know? That's, uh, I think it's so critical, Ben. And so as we wrap this up with the growth junkies, I want to remind everybody that, you know, the first step is to just normalize it. It's what you're saying. Like it, yeah. it's, it's okay. And not only is it okay, it's good. What good can I draw from this? What can I learn from this? What can help me become a better person, more resilient, deeper, wider, you know, more compassionate. Yeah. Um, at the very least, what we get from negative experience is the ability to be more patient, perhaps the ability to be more empathetic, mm. you know, to, to, to be able to resonate with people in their pain. I mean, right. that, there's, real, there's great value in that. If, if the only thing I get from this negative experience is the ability to have compassion, to em- empathize with other people who go through hard stuff, that's valuable stuff. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I like me more on the other side of the things I've been through, the negative experiences in my life. I like the person I'm becoming, honestly. Other people probably like you more too. You, well, I, I, thank you for that. That's good. <laughs> You're probably right All of us. All I'd of say us. become more likable. You know, I think it's true, not just of me, but of everybody. The, the reality is that you are better. You're a better person when you metabolize, you know, you integrate the negative experiences, the negative reality in your life. And so don't be afraid of it. The bottom line is, don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. We call it, I used to live in Arizona. We call it hugging the cactus. <laughs> you know, just hug that baby. Oh. Hug that baby. This, this cactus hurts. But you know what though? This cactus is good. <laughs> this is good, man. This is valuable. This is, this is, this is, well, I don't know if I'll go so far as to say beautiful. Some would say that. <laughs> There's value there. And so I just want to encourage the growth junkies. Ben and I want to encourage you that despite the negative reality that's happening all around you, whether it's like loss or imperfection or failure or rejection or job loss or relational struggle and whatever it is you might be going through or have gone through, I encourage you to reframe all that. Yeah. To, as, to as normalize we, it. Yeah. And as, as we wrap up, I just want to give a message to our listeners specifically in this time. I mean, it is unprecedented. None of us are prepared or were prepared for something like this. It's so unpredictable. The uns- levels of uncertainty Uh, anxiety. And so give yourself permission to be gentle and kind with yourself. Yeah. Right. And to be gentle and kind with those around you, everyone's experiencing this in their own way and it's difficult and you can actually make a choice to do that. Just don't be so hard on yourself in this time. It's, it's, uh, it's not something we we were prepared for. So we got to figure it out together. You know, everybody needs grace, including you. Yeah. 
you know, including me, you know, give grace to yourself as well. And so um, this is really good stuff. We could go on and on about this, but we'll have to save it for next time. Um, So we've been talking about negative reality and how to integrate it in our lives. And we may come back and do another episode on this in the future. But Growth Junkies, thank you for joining us. I hope this is food for thought and sort of gets the wheels turning for you. Maybe get you reflecting a little bit, doing a little bit of internal work. Um, get you working relationally. Uh, that's our goal. We want you to grow. This whole podcast was created and launched to help people grow. Mm. And so we are growth junkies and we hope you are too. And so join us next time on this podcast. We'll see you then.